The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, This know also, and I'm reading out of the King James Version on this, that in the last days, <clears throat> sorry, perilous times shall come. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. That word perilous means hard to bear, troublesome, dangerous, harsh, fear, even savage. That's what that word means. In the last days, savage times, hard times. Would you not agree with me today? That's exactly what we are living in, perilous times. Hard, savage times. I have never in my life, even reading the account of Sodom and Gomorrah like we had the other week, I've, I've never, ever even imagined this, that we would see a day like this when people are just at each other's throat, right is right, and wrong is wrong, and we are seeing it become more and more accepted and even championed for. Excuse me one minute, I'm sorry. There is no telling how many people have lost their lives since March to crime, depression, uh, suicide, all the other things, uh, to rioting and looting, all the things that we, we hear about. There's no telling how many people uh, have entertain adulterous affairs, uh, doing things that we know is contrary to the Word of God. We have no way of knowing this, folks. Perilous times are increasing, and, and they're going to increase even more. As, as we see that day approaching, we're supposed to not forsake the assembling of ourselves, but also as we see that day approaching, we've got to remember that sin is on the constant rise and increase. And it's going to be that way until the ruler of darkness completely takes over in the form of the Antichrist. And he is demanding everywhere worship and, and complete reverence. We're going to see sin in every shape or form. And I just want to say, I've already made mention to this a while ago, but I want to tell all of you here today that I told someone yesterday, I said, you know, I pray for the president just like I prayed when other presidents, it doesn't matter to me. See, I, I don't do the animals in the color thing. I don't do that. The red and the blue, and I, I don't do it. I gave that up when I took a hold of Jesus, you see. That, 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 it's not my world but you're a citizen. No, I'm a citizen of that world. I'm just here to fulfill 
what he has me here to do. I'm told in the scriptures that I am to pray for those in charge and the kings, and I do it all. doesn't matter if they do things that align up with my biblical views or not. Jesus died for my sins, so I'm going to live his word out. And I, I, I want to tell you that you, you, got, you have to be careful because we've got so many people that are tied up, and I mean in the body of Christ, they, they're tied up. And what I was saying yesterday, you know, I pray for our president, and I know how I feel if I were to vote today and all that other kind of stuff. I said, but there's so many people in our world, in the body of Christ, because I, I see stuff when I do look at social media, I see how many people are just caught up in all of this. And I want to tell you, I pray for President Trump, but he's not a Lord and Savior. He's not a God, folks. Obama's not a God. Biden is not a God. And all the other names. And what we have to understand here in the kingdom of God, that anybody that gets more advertisement out of our mouth than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we are guilty of being caught up in perilous times. Savage times, harsh times, troublesome, dangerous times. Because let me just tell you this. God has always had in the White House who he has raised up and who he has put down. He always has and he always will. And that's all. I'm not putting any more time into this. But I want to tell you all of this because if you're not caught up in some things, you might be caught up in that thing. And there has never been a more critical time for the church to have Holy Ghost revival and the power of God working in their own individual lives and in our midst than right now. And if you are caught up in anything other than God Almighty and the Word of God, you're going to be caught up in perilous times. And I, I, I can't help you when you get like that. So I read the Word of God to you and share it to you now. And I, I've got to tell you, there is no substitute in this life. Listen, there's no substitute in this life that can substitute for the miracle working and the power of the Holy Ghost moving in a person's life. There's no substitute for mighty revival. I know many churches are doing a lot of good things even through COVID and I applaud them and they need to do that. You know, fixing people's houses up, food. I'm talking about all over the world. Nothing wrong with that. It's needful to reach out to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things in the world that are necessary. But there's got to be a group of people. There's got to be a remnant. There's, there's got to be a group that understands some of these things are not going to be addressed. In other words, I can come fix your house up or I can feed you or I can take your trash out or rake your leaves. But that's not going to address demonic power in your life. That's not going to address some sort of terminal illness that's going on in your life. 
I can clean your house all day long. But there's only one thing, and that's the mighty power of God operating in my life that's going to address certain things in this world. And you hear reports all the time, excuse me, this church doing this and this church doing that, and I'm saying, yes, praise God for that. But the sound of laying on of hands, and you know you can't do that now. Some people, most people don't think you can or could. And seeing demons being addressed, and see, we're scared of all that. We celebrate Halloween, but the Bible tells us there's an evil spirit and a Holy Spirit, and we all spook away from all that. I don't get that. The Bible says there's only one way you can confront Satan, and that's when you are carrying more power than he is. So the perilous times we're living in, they're going to grow worse. They're going to keep getting worse. They're going to, they're going to get more than a, just a common, predictable Christian can bear and can handle. They are. And you're not going to be able to do anything about it unless you have the power of God working in your life. The Bible says in the 42nd chapter of Psalms, verse 1, it says, and this, this is your answer today. This is my answer today. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul panteth after thee, O God. Just like the deer searches all through the valley and the mountains and the wilderness to try to seek out a stream to quench its thirst. That's the way we are to pursue God now. If you don't feel that way about God, you should not even think about whether or not you need to come to prayer meeting to seek God Wednesday night. If I didn't just describe you, if that scripture does not reflect your life in the eyes of the world, Houston, we have a problem here. Because you're not going to be you're going to run into some things that you're not going to be able to just say, I'm a Christian and I'm a person that's done a lot of good. I've given money to the church. Or you don't even know what we went in as a group and done last week. Although it's good on a community level, on a spiritual level, on a dark level, the devil didn't even know you were in town. There's a song that we used to sing a long time growing up. And I love the words of it. It just says, more of you, more of you. I've had it all, but what I need is, is more of you. Of things, 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 material things, carnal things, worldly things, of things I've had my fill, but yet I hunger still. You know why? Empty and bare. Even with things, empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. And if that is not what you are saying on your knees, you're going to be caught red-handed one day with a burden that's bigger than you, with a battle that's bigger than you. Not bigger than God, no, but bigger than you and bigger than me because we have not been about our Father's business, you see. And God is looking, and you know, I want to tell you this. I look around, there's many churches that have gone back and they, they have crowds and we've done everything. We've had crowds in here before and I've wanted to see crowds in here again, but I have come to 
the, the grips with saying this. We may never, probably ever, have a crowd in this church again. But God has dealt with me through the Holy Ghost this week and said, Listen, I am not looking for a crowd, son. I'm looking for a crew. I fed the crowds and they got what they wanted, and then they left. I'm looking for a crew. I'm looking for a remnant. I'm looking for people that just say, more of you. I'm looking for people that say, God, just like the deer looks for the water, I'm looking for you today. I need you today. I'm parched. I'm dry. I'm empty. And God, if I don't get you, I'm going to die. That's what I'm looking. I'm not looking for a crowd. There were crowds, 4,000, 5,000. 7,000, all kinds of crowds, 500 saw Jesus at one time. But only a small crew of 12 followed him. Only a small crew of 120 did what he said to go to the upper room to get power so you can do something about the devil out here. And so God helped me this week to say, I'm looking for, we had a, a, a real strong meeting with all of our help, our teams this morning. We've kind of just bounced in here or not come, got here late or whatever for prayer. But I'll make it very clear because we may have people not watching or not here that when you do return, if you're not here or if you come back and you want to be part of something here, you've got to be here at 9.15 inside waiting on me to start praying. God's convicted me. He said, if you have to go back to doing a praise soundtrack, he said, because, and this I've already said this once today, he said, because... I'm going to move in there, son. I'm going to move into people's lives, but I won't move outside of my guidelines. I won't move. I never have, and I never will. So I am only going, I'm going to anoint what is prayed over at 915, and it will manifest itself at 1030. Did you hear what I just said? So what I told our teams, I don't want you touching anything. I don't want you doing anything unless you've come in here and we've prayed over you and we've prayed over it and we've prayed over the day. Because if it's not prayed over with one mind, and one, if, if the crew is not together, then God is not going to manifest it at 1030. And I'm glad we prayed together today. I'm glad we prayed together. There's two things, church. I'm trying to be good because Angie asked me the other day, why do you holler all the time, Opie? I said the same reason you holler all the time and you're not preaching. No, I didn't say that. I said because I'm excited about what's happening. And she didn't mean that that way. She was just picking with me. But if we're going to do something about the perilous times, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to prepare ourselves. And so I'm trying to really take it easy today a little bit because I want you to hear everything God has told me. I better tell you, you've got to prepare yourselves. How do you prepare yourselves? You prepare, yourself, you prepare yourselves by doing what He said to do. If my people, you've got to come before Him and you've got to fall on your face, and you've got to repent. You've got to say, Lord, I've been playing games. I've been crutching on works. I've been just giving and feeling like that's sufficient. God, I've got to repent. I have not been making myself available 
I have not been ready every day for you to use me in a great and mighty way. My mind has been on everything from politics to money to the fad to the virus to everything else. You've got to prepare yourself, folks. You've got to prepare. I've got to prepare myself. I've got to repent and say, God, I'm not prepared for what you want to do in my life. I'm not. I tell you that I want it, but I'm not prepared. That's how you prepare with God. You come clean with Him and you say, Lord, I've dropped it. I don't look like the Bible. I sure don't look like the second chapter of Acts. And even the hard things that God, the Holy Spirit, has been speaking to me that I need to do, the hard decisions I need to make, that's going to do. Today was a hard thing for me to do with people because people think that you're attacking them, and I'm not. I'm attacking the devil with the power that God's going to give us because we obey His Word. And I need you to be with me. And I'm just saying, God, I am giving you me and everything in my life. I'm not consumed or concerned with anything but you. And then the second thing, it's like you're washing yourself. I repent, God. I want to do my first works over again. So wash me. I'm talking to everybody here and everybody right there. Wash me, Lord. Wash me. I need to be clean. Just wash me, Lord. And after you prepare yourselves, then you can present yourself. What do you mean by that? Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, Lord, here I am. I've prepared, I've repented, but God, I fall on my face and I say today, Lord, here's your vase, here's your vessel. I present Opie to you. Fill it. I, I don't want anything in it but you. I don't want anything in it but your power, Lord. I don't want anything in it but what you are about to do. So after you prepare yourself, you can present yourselves, and then you are completely available for the Lord to pour into you yourself and fill you up. That's what it can do. The Bible says this over in the 19th chapter of Acts. The Bible says God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Siva there, a Jew. He was a chief priest, and all seven of them did that. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks who also dwelling 
at Ephesus at the time, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Check this out. Many of them, which also used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found that they were 50,000 pieces or shekels of silver. So when they burned all of these books and items, the Bible tells us that the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. You see, in my life, in your life, and I'm trying to conclude here, but I got to tell you this. We've ran into the devil too many years, too many occasions, too many instances, and we've told him our church background, or we've reminded him of our knowledge, or what we know about the Bible, or who our relatives are. See, I've got deep roots down at the PH College down in... Uh, uh, Franklin, Georgia. Deep root, but that doesn't mean anything when I tell the devil that. He's not impressed with anything. And I'm going to tell all of us again, the only thing that Jesus went back at him with was the Word of God. The Word of God. He didn't try to tell him, my daddy's God. My daddy created it. He didn't do that. He, quilled, he quoted, it is written. It is written. It is said. That's what he said. And I know I'm quoting myself again from a previous. That's all that Jesus used. The devil is not concerned with anything. And I'm telling you, we've walked around long enough without the power of God operating in our lives and in our midst so we can do more than rake leaves and take out trash. So we can look at a demon and him look at me. I don't even know who you are. The devil knows whether or not we are packing, church. He knows whether or not you've got the goods or you just got the, the license tag. He knows it and he knows what he can get by with in your life and those that belong to you. And it's high time. The people do that. And the Bible also tells us that they brought all of their books of magic. All of them. Now, then it was worth, it was about 50,000 pieces of silver. But in today's economy, it's worth over a million dollars. Everybody was so moved by what God was doing in their midst and how the crew had not given up, how the crew had sought God, how the crew knew that God had the power to, to release and pour in them, and the crew would not budge until God did that in their lives, and so it spewed out in the community. And when the people saw that, you didn't have to tell the people that they were living in sin. The power of God working in the church of God told the people they were living in sin and people come and brought all their stuff. We don't need this and we're not going to sell it and give the money to the church because we don't want to infect our community with it. They got rid of it and glorified God would worth over a million dollars. What's the preacher being told this week? He's being told when the people of God will get a burn my books mentality, you 
will see God grow mightily. You will see God prevail. You will see the power of God work in your life. I don't care if you were not raised in a Pentecostal environment. You will be able to taste and see, oh, God is good. I didn't know I could have God at this level. But let me tell you something. God is no respect to person, my friend. God can move on you. He can use you to lay hands on people and then be raised back to life. He can use you to speak to somebody that's up here on the third floor that's about to die on a ventilator with COVID and not even be there. Just say, God, in the name of Jesus, raise up Danny Hardy in the name of Jesus Christ. And God can just make it happen. God honors people that honors His Word and God honors people that don't want anything but God. God's looking for a crew, church. I don't care about a crowd anymore. We've went to conferences. We've went to seminars. We've got things. We've got models. We've got programs and all that. But you know what? One thing you cannot get from a seminar or a book or even TVN or Daystar. You cannot get the Holy Ghost unless you fall on your face and you say, God, I've got to be filled. God, I've got to have it. God, I'm tired of walking around just saying I'm a Christian and asking somebody else to pray for me. Let me tell you something. God can use every man and woman and child in this building right now to do things that you never thought would be taken care of or done. God can do it. All you have to do is say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I want more of you. I want to be the crew. I'm not going to be like the church that's just coming to you when there's a need or my family's stretched thin and we need a little bit of money, God. I'm coming to you, God. I don't care about all that. I don't care if I die with COVID or if I live with $10 million in the bank. All I want to do right now is just give you me and see what you can do with the rest of the time you've got allotted for me. I don't want a crowd no more. Crowds will let you down. Crowds will also stone you. Read your Bible. But you know what a crew can do? Oh, a crew can get together. Oh, I remember when my mother was alive and there was a little crew. I believe it was from, from Kingsgate Church, but they would come. It was a little prayer crew and they would come by and you know what? And they, had, they would make prayer shawls and they would pray over the prayer shawls and they are blankets and they would give them to them and I may have some of the details messed up I know but I'm going to tell you when that little crew would go to people you won't believe the testimonies I'm not talking about 50 years ago I'm talking about just a couple of years ago friend listen to me that crew would be together it wasn't a crowd oh it was just a sweet little crew but when they prayed hallelujah they touched heaven they had the goods Satan was nowhere to be found because the crew had got together and the crew knew how to touch God and you get a man and woman that knows how to touch God they can touch you and change your life hallelujah I'm going to ask you to stand if you will Father God empty and bare Lord hear my prayer hear my prayer Lord for more of you more of you, Lord. I've had it all, but what I need is more of you. <sighs> Hallelujah. If you're tired, if you're tired, 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 I don't even know if you could play that for me today, Joe. 
of just hearing all the perilous reports. And all we can do is say, my, my, my on Facebook. It's all we can do. My, my, my. It's bad, ain't it? It's going to be worse if the president don't go back in. I don't care who's in. It's going to get worse regardless, friend. You better get your eyes on the only one that can fill you so that you can stand the test of time. There's no substitute for revival, you see. Last week, I went home. God had already started dealing with me on this message. And I went home and listened to my church in Charlotte. The notes I had already begun to write out this week. He was preaching that message last week. How does that happen, preacher? Did you shit? No. Uh -uh. It's called the Holy Ghost. It's called the voice of God. God's speaking, and if people will say it, God will keep speaking. For those in here or those out there online, if you don't know Jesus, all you have to say is, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I cannot stand to live another day being bullied by the devil and all of his forces. Father God, save me in the name of Jesus. And I'll live the rest of my life empty and bare and refuse to be filled by anything else but you. If you pray that prayer, the Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah, He'll save you. Did you hear what I said? He'll save you. I know it seems impossible. Right now, oh yeah, oh yeah. He'd love to get a hold of you right now. It'd be a great testimony because the world knows you're trash. Yeah, he could save you right now. You can text the word saved. The information's on the screen. Text the word saved to 910-400-1199 or just go to multitudeschurch.com slash save. We'll, we'll get resources to you to help you. But those of you here that want more of him and nothing else, if it doesn't apply, just wait till we dismiss and hold tight. We will be with you in a minute. But we, we, we're not going to leave till we tell the Lord this together. I've had it all, but what I need is more of you. Of things I've had my fear And yet I hunger still Empty and bare Empty and bare Lord hear my prayer For more of you Really what you want. More of you. 
is more of you. A faint of things I've had my feet. Yet I hunger still, and yet I hunger still. Empty and bare, empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. Empty and bare, mean it this time. Empty and bare, Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. And God, I pray today that you would bless these people. God, but I pray that nothing they're about to eat satisfies them. I pray, Lord, that the words in your book is the only thing that begins to fill us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't stop until you fill us with the Holy Ghost over and over and over and over again. And the devil hates it before we even take the cover off of our bodies in the bed in the morning. He's dreading us walking on this earth. I pray you bless the people, Lord, that you would be gracious to us, God. I pray, God, that you would give us favor with this world, Lord, so that we can live out the Word of God. Let the words of my mouth, God, and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength 